are back to celebration. Welcome to episode 50, 50. We're here. Episode 50 of the No Randoms podcast. I'm excited. The sun is out. Feels like this winter time is finally over. We're stacking up episodes. And look at y'all boys brought the heads out today. I'm the only one in the hat. Mm-hmm. We're feeling good about the day. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out San Diego State. Huge win yesterday. Boys, what have you been playing this week? What's on your mind? Anton, hit me. Oh, man. Uh, you know, what have I been You know, it's really kind of the same of the same. You know, just doing my uh, ending out that. Well, a lot of seasons are ending right now between Call of Duty and 2K. So grinding out my levels, the battle passes, you know, uh, getting what I can out of that. So same all out of there. Uh, same, still in the arc. I uh, joined on another PvP server. Shout out to my boy Bam, uh, YouTube content creator. I've been playing on his cluster, but oh, you know, I haven't. Uh, there hasn't really been too much lately. We're kind of like, oh, excuse me, we're kind of like in a lull of new games that come out, and still kind of finishing other games. So just kind of been on that. Uh, what about you guys? What you been getting into? Chad, you ever have your boys just like just lie to you? You ever have your homies just look at you in the face over camera on Zoom or whatever? And just tell you the not truth. Yeah, elaborate. I'm curious. Yeah, tell me more about that. <laughs> don't be chewing. Look, what are you chewing your teeth at me? Uh, I don't know. I just I feel like I remember Anton loading into Fortnite this week, which is new and strange. Oh yeah, I think I we remember. That. That's right. Boy got no skins, but uh, just I have putting that out there. That was the big story for me this week. I guess is that that was would have been the big new game that I got some time in. Uh, I did finally get to Fortnite, and for what it's worth, I played it on a three different con or three different systems or whatever: the Switch, the PlayStation, and uh, PC, with very different experiences. Uh, but I, I had fun in Fortnite this week. Uh, I got some good caught on. I think I told you guys I was I was busting. Continued to miss Anton though. We like just like the story of trying to play online video games with your friends when you both have kids under two is so funny it's like i'll be right and then i'm cut and then i'm even if you get that's what happened to me i got too much time like i was here like nobody came to get me or was like we need you and i was like it's been too long (laughs) i better i better go inside (laughs) like i better shut it off uh shad i hear Arya over there which is all good she's welcome on the pod what have you been playing and has she been watching you oh yeah she actually uh it's funny enough i've been playing uh i played one game of fortnite on pc i had it downloaded i've been doing the editor trying to mess around with that but it was like 9 30 at night i was like you know i've never even played like fortnite on a pc before and i have it downloaded and first game in i got a i got a dub right away i took a picture so so I'll, it's 2017. Yeah, so I was, I was pretty pumped, and it, it felt really good. The graphics were awesome. Um, that was something I did. I really enjoyed it. And the other game I played was it's a new game called Timberborn. It's kind of like a civilization, uh, Sim City, Sim Builder kind of game. T- take a look at this. Is it on Mars and you drive Teslas? No, it's not. It's very like like you start off as these they're little beavers, and they all have jobs, and they all have like little places to live, and they all can like cohabitate with each other. And you basically mine and like you but right now I'm in like a drought, so there's nothing growing. But that's fine. And uh yeah, it's kind of just a game I've been playing. It's kind of kitschy, but it's been really fun. Like I don't know, I've been getting a lot of uh like like hours. Like I played like hours, guys. Like nine hours. <laughs> like I have like three Damn. different save files, like three different maps, because it's just like it's kind of addicting. I don't I don't understand. 
But yeah, that's what I've been playing. I, I'll fuck with that. Chad's going in. <laughs> I know. That, that looks kind of fun. I'm, I'm not mad at the beaver game. You know what I mean? Put me in the beaver I've been game. making dams so I can move water and I could flood certain areas or not. That's been fun. I like doing that. I feel, this. I feel like I feel you, bro. We, uh, we come from those eras of like, like just getting over like the learning curve of games. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Instead of like a PvP side. And then like, but then once you get to a certain end game, it's just like, well, I guess that was fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the learning curve of those games is just so like just taking the time to figure out like, no, I'm going to master this shit. I'm going to I'm going to get through the, the end. How can I get the best crops? That's why I've been wanting to get into those survivor games with you guys, man. Yeah, we need to. Put me in. We need to. We should rename this podcast mm-hmm. Games We're Gonna Play. <laughs> you get, if you're listening, you can't see the quotes. Games that we're going to play in the future that we never get to. Uh, you know, actually, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to correct myself a second time. Because Ooh. on the podcast, I corrected myself and I said I had green hell and I didn't have the forest. I do have the forest. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. I obviously haven't played it. I got the two mixed up. So if you do want to play that, I got the forest. Sons of the Forest isn't on console yet, but I mean, Soon. we can make a base. We can kill cannibals. Like, I'm down. I've played zero PC know. games with Shad, so I mean, that's that doesn't even count to me. He says he has a PC, and right now I, I'm assuming you're on PC. You could be on your cell phone, though. This could be iPad. I don't know what you're on. I can't prove you're actually on PC other than the time I came to your house and played with your PC. Oh, well, I've sold it <laughs> since then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're the, uh, the not, not quotable boys today because we keep going back on everything we've said. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. It's that kind of Sunday. You know what I mean? Uh, we do have a great episode for you all today. Quickly, our topics for the afternoon. Uh, E3 has been canceled. Diablo 4 is the smartest Diablo game in more than a decade. Respawn Star Wars FPS is single player and inspired by Dark Forces. Uh, Face Clan breaks their silence amid backlash from some OGs. And we've got an ARC News update from our boy Anton. Before we get into those, though, Shad, would you do us a favor and take us into news that did not make the show this week? There's some good stuff in here. Again, every week I kind of make this section and I'm like, Damn, we missed some stuff. Like, it just kind of breaks late for us, you know? So let's hop into that. Absolutely. We can go ahead and start from the top. Ubisoft Paris employees speak exhaustion crunch culture uh, in a new report. Stop complaining. Go back to work. Give us good games. Have you guys seen what's going on in Paris right now? All the, they're like raging over the retirement age? Yeah, they went up, was like two years, now to like 67 or something like that? No, 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 no. 64. Oh, they're going from 62 to 64, which just as an American, I'm like, eh, you'll be all right. But I think it's so funny, again, in the, at the same time, they've got more employees like, oh, this is a terrible, it's crunch culture, uh, working at Ubisoft Paris, where it's got to just be terribly hard, I guess, to get by. <laughs> they wild in Paris. And Paul Bro, I've seen even firefighters quit. They're like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> really? These fake yeah. Joan of Arc ass, you know what? That is part of their culture. They said, nah, we out of here. <laughs> Not making us work anymore. Uh, the second thing, uh, which is I'm not surprised on, is sales of PlayStation VR 2 are off to a slow start. Are you guys surprised about that? No. Perfect. <laughs> I thought about getting one, but I mean, that, I guess that kind of sounds right. Because I was just looking at the store that they have like their own, sorry, that they have like their own category, like PSVR 2 category. And I was looking at the games and like, I wonder if these are worth trying. But then I saw that they were all 60 bucks. I, was, I don't know how I feel about it. But sorry. That's yeah. just... 
how I felt about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's the least appealing to me. It's going to be a little bit. I'm more interested in like the office aspect of like, you know what I mean? Like the right. functionality and like the like the efficiency of v, uh, VR than the actual gaming side of it, which is kind of, <laughs> it's, no, it's just not where I want it to be personally. I think that's fair. I do still think about using my Oculus as like, as again, as like a PC, you know, and again, in terms of functionality and maximizing and, and kind of getting me out of just the screen or the screens that I'm in, you know, it would be nice to to visualize a little bit differently but you're right it's just it's the physical requirements like we've talked about on this pod you almost need like a vr room you know Mm -hmm. i just need a lot of space and also i don't want people looking at me while i do it yeah dude it's a little embarrassing right (laughs) especially as like like the head of a household like 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 you you. you were just saying like getting time to like do shit and imagine like the time that you do shit you got dad in the fucking living room just <laughs> I'm serious though. That's what that's part of the that's isn't that part of, I'm happy you said that. That's part of the issue is like I don't know what kind of dad do I look like? What kind of man of the house am I if I'm out here just somebody just sees me like wow, he's really into his games in there. <laughs> what you doing over there? Uh so yeah, I've been chilling on the VR. I seen what your boy Mike was trying to get into in the chat this week. You guys see that? This nigga Mike, listen, you ain't dunking on nobody, nigga. Shut up. He's 175, dude. <laughs> okay, show. actually Mike Jesus Mike was Christ. wilding on multiple things this week. That's our youngest friend, I oh, think. Uh, oh, actually, I meant neither of those things. If you guys saw the VR controller headset thing he sent us, did you see that at all? No, no, I didn't. Damn, this is. I always have the wildest, like the the least appropriate pod topics, and I'm the only one that remembers. It was a it was a sexual leaning VR apparatus i guess i'll just leave it at that but he was like yeah my boy was looking at these and i was like are you serious if you don't go home uh also yeah mike you don't weigh 175 pounds and you're dunking on nobody <laughs> nobody he's met he met us like he's seen all of <laughs> right. us like, like, like we, I, we, I know what size you are <laughs> so you can talk about yeah, 170 be, like, this nigga would be in the league if you dunk on me Right, five, five. Mike, how tall are you? Get, get back to us and let us know before I slander your name. Uh, sorry, Shad, we're we're slowing you down, but you're doing a great job. I know. <laughs> no, I, I love that we're talking about him as if he's here right now. It's amazing. But yeah. Um. Uh. So the third thing is <laughs> gameplay of Creative Assembly's Hyenas Alpha has leaked online. I don't know if you guys have heard of Hyenas. It's kind of like a like a like a, it's kind of like a TDM kind of game. Like uh, it's like squad based. You kind of go at each other. It's in like an alpha stage now. It's pretty good. Thank you, Arya. Thanks for agreeing. We talked about that on the on the pod. And yeah, it sounds, it sounds like it's alpha leaked. I don't know a ton about it, though. This is the first I've heard since maybe the announcement, which I feel like was months and months and months ago. I think I was at the old house. So cool. I can still keep eyes out. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, uh, what is it? Pro- CD Project CEO accidentally refers to Polaris as the Witcher 4 in what they call a slip of the tongue. I mean... I don't know. CEO fucked it. Yeah. Did you guys see this? He was at like a press conference and accidentally yeah. re- referred to their secret project as The Witcher 4, which we all knew was The Witcher 4, but come on, man. I guess what do you do if it's the boss though, right? Like who's going to get mad? Like Yeah, that's the thing. Like the situation <laughs> with that is is like I'm the boss. Oops, I'm I messed up, sorry. You're happy Oops. regardless. One time uh 
at Adidas, we had the CEO come visit us and, you know, he's over in Germany. So he came to visit the U.S. and we had like Pharrell was there and Kanye came in and we had the whole this new shoe called the Night Jogger. And he comes up on the thing and he's clapping. Everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, Casper's here. And he's like, yeah, how about it? Who's ready to launch the Night Rider? And everyone was like, oh, man. Oh, man. Who's going to? Oh, yeah, Night Rider. <laughs> we just like cheered for him like that. What? <laughs> it was right behind him, Night Jogger, and huge, like giant display letters, but he's the only one that couldn't see it. Like, oh, man. Damn, that, we like we knew it was over. We knew the shoe. Actually, that's funny. I knew the shoe wasn't going to work in that moment. <laughs> like, if our CEO doesn't even know it, uh... <laughs> you're the boss. So. Classic, classic. Uh, also, guys, the... <laughs> is that Eli? No, those those are the kids outside of my apartment, dude. That's that's what I'm always <laughs> on about. Like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's the no, first Eli. time I've ever heard them. Ah. Eli knows that. Dude, I, I, I walked out of my apartment the other day with a face clan jersey on and they like they like like all open eyed, like, do you know who Mr. Beast is? I'm like, why would I know who Mr. Beast is? What part of these she eyebrows? Said yes. No, I mean obviously I said yes, but like actually I didn't say I, I didn't Jet, say anything. I'm making videos. I cool guy smiled Please. at them and walked away to the Amazon hub. I just cool guy smiled, walked away, didn't even say nothing. I was like, I'll let you think what you want to think. You know what I mean? I feel. I feel, you just I feel like walking Batman. out casually with like tripods and like video shit, so they see. Like, just, just like, walk out there with your gimbal. mic, so they see you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if you guys could just keep it down, you know, I'm working on my YouTube channel, so if you could just, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll put you in a video. Oh, that's so maybe smart. I need to do that. Shut the fuck up. Damn, you're smart as hell, Kevin. I need to do that. <laughs> I got kids. <laughs> I got kids. Yes, I got kids. Uh, <laughs> this one is kind of hilarious, even though I have a PC. I haven't bought the game, but The Last of Us uh, 1, the new one that came out, the remastered one, the PC port receives massive backlash. Like, literally, guys, like, the eyebrows on the guy was bad. There's scenes where, like, Tess and and Joel are talking with, with Homegirl in the back just spinning upside down. Like, it's it's just, <laughs> just unreal. Buggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah. very common. That's something I've noticed coming over to the PC lifestyle or the PC, like, elite section, I guess, is games that are meant for PS5 that are exclusive sometimes don't really port over that well and it's just something that like Fair enough. that's just something that i've kind of come to realize it's just part of the whole thing you know but not all the time just in this case <laughs> most of the time how, how long until we get shrek though like when do i get shrek in the game like joel as shrek yeah i mean or ellie you can mod that you could probably mod that now all the zombies could be shrek yo if you're out there and you see this episode <laughs> please mod that and send us a clip that'd be awesome Put Shrek and Fiona in the game and then make all of the zombies donkey. Uh, and I'm with it. And the, you know what I mean? Put Lord, Lord Farquaad in the little, <laughs> the little villages. Let's do this. I had my wig on earlier and Lynn was like laughing and I was like, I look like Lord Farquaad. And she didn't say anything. And I was like, damn, I look like Lord Farquaad. <laughs> That's my favorite sentence you've ever said. Quote, I had my wig on earlier. Yes. That's the energy I want. Clip it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so another thing, uh, the second to last one, electronics arts has laid off 6% of its workforce, uh, following reconstructuring. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Any news about that? Mm -mm. Hmm. Well, two things. One reconstruction is when they tried to rebuild the South after the civil war. I'm going to put that out there. It says some restructuring. Oh, I'm dumb. Sorry. Not to be picky. Well, I... No, not dumb. I just wanted to, you know, I'm a history nerd and I thought my opportunity, you know what I mean? It's like, ooh, I get to have in. in. Like, like trimming the fat? If, yeah. Maybe. Ooh. 
Phantoms, hot boy, calling him the fat. Yeah, it sounds like they trimmed the fat. Uh, 6%. I wonder how many that is, though. Right. They have to have thousands of people there, right? So In-house, too? Or is it like contractors as well that they get contract work out to? Oh, you know what? That's a good point here. I mean, it does say workforce. It doesn't necessarily say employees. That could be one of those tricky headline yeah. things. Especially that's if a really good point, especially Chad. Especially if Maybe it's like it 6%, contractors. too. Like, that's such a small amount that I could see it being like contractors. Keep it in-house. Who is it? That cut their QA, that was at Apex, right? Isn't that, that's an EA game, isn't it, technically? I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are those the same? Wait. All right, we're going to move on because I have too many questions. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's got to be it because, like, at my job, a lot of the people that got hired for, like, COVID and stuff like that, like, the extra cleaners Mm -hmm. and, like, shit like that, like, uh, this past week was their, their last week with us, too. I was like, damn, man. This day would come, boy. You couldn't rely on this walking around wiping door door seals, wiping down doorknobs and shit. I wasn't gonna last forever, player. They've been eating long, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You know, so so when you say contract, it's like you know that's a good point. I forgot a lot of companies had to like hire people for like COVID reasons and stuff like that. So yeah, we gotta get rid of y'all. We're getting rid of FIFA. It's time to move on. Sorry about it. Bye. And then lastly, which I'm all about, I've been on TikTok seeing this, but Counter Strike Two has limited tests. Um, that's been kind of like leaked online. So a lot of people have like a beta basically that they're playing and I've just been seeing the funniest content. Like, like, like basically if you guys remember Leroy Jenkins from back in the day, just running into like a huge epic mm-hmm. battle, like everyone's discussing it. Your role is this, your role is this. And then homeboy just goes in there screaming some gibberish. It's the same type of videos I've been seeing and it's been so good. And I think I'm a, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna be playing counter-strike two from now on. Once the game comes out, I'm gonna be a counter-strike boy. I think I'm gonna, I go. was about to get excited. But Shad's not gonna play with me, so I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I need a gun, boy. Shot the car. <laughs> I got I was just like, wait, what just happened? I should add some gunshots in here. I would add gunshots. Them shits always catch me off guard, though. When Joe Buttons does them, I... <laughs> wakes you up. You don't have the headphones in. Be at the gym. Ugh. But essentially, all right. How about some topics? That's all we had. Was that this week. You ready? Yeah, I was like, that's all we had for. That's all we had. The show. That's all we had that we didn't have this week. Some good stuff. That's good stuff, though, right? There's some stuff going on there, uh, but not enough meat on the bone for some of those. Um, let me get into our first topic. And, you know, normally we do You Love to See It to start us off here. Uh, but on very, very rare occasion, we've done You Hate to See It, when it's just like the, the, the number one topic we have to chat about that we saw that we cannot skip. It's really sad, uh, sad news. So sad personal news, sad news for the industry. But also kind of just um, maybe just a growth point for us. So I'll, I'll hop into it. You know, E3 has been canceled. So this one comes from IGN. Uh, almost a year after announcing its return, the Entertainment Software Association announced that this year's E3 has been canceled via an email sent out to its members that said, while E3 remains a beloved event and brand, the 2023 version simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry. The ESA concluded the email by reiterating its commitment to advocacy work, but did not mention undertaking the show again in future years. Are you guys bummed about this? We were going. Super bummed. Really bummed. This was like most of the reason why I even wanted to start a gaming podcast was to potentially go to E3. Right, try to get to these events, and it's always stuck out to me in a way that PAX and Gamescom and things didn't really 
didn't connect, right? Those always felt really, you know, more about the industry. I don't know. This felt like it was the moment. And of course, growing up and, and in our time, this was the one. Um, but, I, you know, I did some digging and looking into this and it just sounds like it's not so surprising. I, I know we covered this mm. on the pod when uh, Microsoft and Nintendo announced they weren't going, right? And then there were some more, I guess, updates. So I just I covered some notables here that had, prior to them officially canceling, some notables that had also pulled out. So Microsoft, uh, Sony stopped going in 2019. Nintendo, so we knew them. EA, Sega, Tencent, Devolver Digital, Bandai Namco, these are like major, major players in the space that had already been like, we're good. Like, we're not going. Um, and so there was an article on Polygon that just pointed out, uh, organizers say that the event will return in like some capacity, like it's not dead. But it really might be the end of E3, right? Because it's kind of, there have been some souring relationships going on for a while. Um, they went into detail. They said here, the telling, uh, a telling detail is that so many of the great E3 moments hinged on events that weren't technically part of the show. So I think they were kind of making the point that it feels like these games companies have really just outgrown the space and they're realizing that the best parts of E3 weren't actually created by E3. They're also kind of under new management and it sounds like they just didn't execute this well. There's like a whole bunch of stories of them. There's like, there's layers, layers to this. So yeah. one, there's stories of them not effectively running the the project, right? So I think it's ReadPop, yeah, ReadPop, that didn't communicate, you know, what fully what was going to happen. Did we just lose Shaq? Mm, Whoops. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so I guess ReadPop, they they didn't communicate, you know, to their partners timelines, deliverables, what exactly the event was going to be. And that kind of came to bite them in the ass in two ways, right? So one, it helped or it didn't help to build those relationships that they need for this to work well, um, especially as like new partners. But two, I think what it did was it also opened up the window for people to pull out, right? So they're saying that they had kind of deals with a lot of a lot of you know major publishers that ended up pulling out later on. But like we were just chatting about, the economic picture has got it's really ugly right now. So I just, the first thing I thought is if I, I put myself in the shoes of, you know, Sega or someone, if we don't have ink to paper and you, you haven't locked in on your plan when it's supposed to be in June, it's April. That's very soon. I'm supposed to just be reserving this budget. Like where's this 20 to 50 to a hundred thousand dollars. I'm just supposed to be sitting on for your event. That's a marketing expense, right? That I could spend on my own digital event or anything else, right? I'm, I'm cutting employees to save money right now and i'm supposed to spend all this money on your i don't even know what it is and i'm seeing other big names pull out it's it's certainly losing its value does that make sense absolutely so i, really I think, saw that sorry. i was really gonna say i think that 2020 was the first year that kind of uh highlighted a lot of that with COVID and everything again kind of going back to COVID, um because they tried to do it and i, I really think that was kind of the first like exposure of just it really falling through because i remember that was like it was super last minute that E3 got canceled that year. And I think that right, that, they again, were like pushing. How, oh, right. And then I think that that's when a lot of the companies were like, bro, we don't like, like we don't need to do, especially with how much money we've been talking about. Like a lot of these companies are making and so forth. They could just do their own showcases from their headquarters and so forth, you know, and just have their own viewership. They, they generate their own money. Why? What exactly? What do we need you for? So, yeah, I mean, like as unfortunate as it is. Yeah. I mean, it makes complete sense. Like if you didn't see it come in, it'd be like, come on. Right. In the age of like, you know, like the dead drop event, things like that. They're like, why don't we do our own? 
I saw here there was an interview uh, with GamesIndustry.biz, which coincidentally is also owned by ReadPop, um, where ESA president, so that's the Entertainment Software Association, where their president, Stanley Pierre-Louis, set out what he sees as the reasons publishers deserted E3, which is a harsh way to phrase that. And it's funny, it's almost exactly the things we just chatted about. Uh, One, the pandemic played havoc with production schedules, which means that big games weren't ready to be shown or announced, uh, or their release dates were difficult to pin down. So like you were saying, the pandemic really, maybe not in exactly the way, but again, in in myriad ways, it really kind of changed the the way publishers bring games to market, if that makes sense. Uh, Number two was economic headwinds made it difficult to commit the huge budgets necessary to exhibit at a show like E3. Um, And then I thought this was also a really good point. It says, not to mention the need for a company like Microsoft to be seen as frugal after laying off thousands of staff. And right, doesn't that make sense? Like you can't be, all these companies can't be laying off mad people and then then shilling out tons of money to go to this, you know, random event in LA and have fun. Right. Uh, And then it says, finally, publishers are still experimenting with how to balance in-person events with the digital marketing streams that had dominated during the pandemic, Um, but I've been gaining gaining traction for a long time before it. The first Nintendo Direct was in 2011, uh, and the last in-person Nintendo E3 press conference was in 2012. So they've been changing, you know, and moving that way for a while. So really, all the things that we said that, you know, we felt um, were in the wind is like it really just the industry has changed and it's, it's also a bad time to try and send people to something like this. Right. So kind of combinations that just really didn't work well for E3 to, to kind of make their big comeback, which really kicks their ass because they were so loud about how we're coming back. You know, they did the like Jordan Belfort, like, ah, I'm staying. Uh, and, and then they had to cancel for everybody. Oh, it happens, man. Right. Uh, last two angles on it, I saw that, you know, they, they mentioned again in Polygon that maybe the ESA president didn't notice. They just had two other angles. One, the E3 brand is tarnished. It's just like they had some they had some mess ups in the last several years. Again, Sony splitting with them, but even before the pandemic was like it wasn't a logistical thing. They just, they were starting to take issue with them. Um, and then also they said they were old and wasteful. So like the Apparently the event kind of sucked recently. Like just kind of, it didn't move at the speed of things now. And they just felt like it wasn't really a great return on investment. So for a lot of reasons, it feels like E3 is canceled. And if you ask me, that's the death blow. This was already them trying to bring it back. Remember when they brought back G4 TV Mm -hmm. and then canceled it like eight months later? It's like the same thing, like under new management, and then you come back and it's even more embarrassing. It's still the same. Yeah. I mean, people try to ride the nostalgia wave and just. Do those comebacks ever work? Can you think of any where that like. They brought like an old brand, uh, yeah, an old brand back to life, like we're back. Makes you think of like TV shows. They're always remaking TV shows. The only thing I can think of is clothing. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, no. No. Nothing. See, that's what I'm thinking. Like, even like Fila and then like people try and come back. But like, you get the nostalgia for like, you know, six months, a year, a year and a half. And then it wanes. You know, you get one model of shoe and it's cool. And then imagine if you're working at, remember when chunky shoes were cool for like a year? 
all the girls were wearing those big chunky white sneakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So Fila, like I remember Fila had a big, they made a sneaker. They had a big jump in the industry. He's like, oh, they're back. Imagine working there now. Like, what are you doing? Like today. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm talking shit. Fila's probably having a blast. Uh, <laughs> moving on to number two. Uh, they're probably having more fun than Adidas shit. It's been rough <laughs> over there. Right. Uh, catch us on our sneaker podcast and we'll go into depth about that. Uh, number two, this was interesting, and this one came from uh, AV Club, who is not a normal partner of ours, so shout to them. Uh, Diablo 4 is the smartest Diablo game in more than a decade, again from AV Club. With the dust now settled on the first weekend of the Diablo 4 beta, the word on the street is that it is a return to form for Blizzard and the series. With the game delivering previously unseen layers of gameplay and mechanics that have gone down really well. Uh, Rather than centering on technological updates, the game seemed to be delivering best in terms of overall design, gameplay, and storytelling. Uh, The game delivers a tone and atmosphere that is disturbingly religious and literally baked into the game. Its story subverts expectations and manages to be genuinely creepy. Uh, And the player development doesn't just add more power to your character's skill set, but rather impacts how players approach the game and find a best fit for their style, allowing for experimentation. While Diablo 3's skills often would boil down to maybe just a slightly different visual. Uh, have you guys played this at all? Have you seen this? I've seen it, but Shad's been telling me that I'd probably like Diablo. But I've, and I've been thinking about giving it a shot, but uh, I don't... There are PC games, though. No? Am I... You're muted. Shad, you're muted. Also, let me get that screen, Papas. <laughs> Um, yeah, give me one second. Let me stop sharing this. There. So yeah, I mean, the the game the game is normally it came out on PC, Diablo One, Diablo Two, but they've made adaptations into actual like um you know like console. And uh, Marcus, uh, we were talking about it in the group chat. He's gonna buy this one as well, and I'm gonna buy it because it's gonna be like a group kind of game where we're all gonna be able to play together and have specific roles. It was just right. gonna be like okay. really good, like really cool. Anton, I think you might really like this game. Like, I think you might really like this this one because yeah, it's the same thing where you pick a role, like you kind of have a you know a role in the team. It reminds me, like I've said a couple of times, of uh, oh, the game escapes me now. Um, uh, I saw that video way back when. I'm gonna think about it. In the meantime, I'm gonna dial up this live action trailer. Gauntlet Legends. Check this out. Gauntlet Legends. Shad the Legend, my boy. It reminds me of Gauntlet Legends. We can play a little four-player action, although we will not be in the arcade this time. Without further ado, the beta live-action trailer. This just kind of—I thought this was a good look um, because it kind of tees up like the the vibe. Again, the game is really winning in storytelling. That's what the reviews said. Is like, like it's fun. Like it's a good story. It's a good world. So this just kind of gives you a, a bit of the story and, and uh, maybe what it feels like. Can you hear this? Yeah. Hatred has returned, and she shall not relent until she has corrupted us all. But somewhere in the shadow of her darkness, you must cast your light to find hope in a flash of steel. 
or wrath of nature. It's like an Anton game. Or power of flame. You must stand up to hatred, or she will destroy us all. Your time is now. There was a I seen a trailer for this as well that was that had the actual like the the main evil character and the, the level devil? of detail uh is, Lilith I believe is the character um and it looks unreal like the level of detail Diablo games have always had like the best cinematics I was ever, just going to say yeah, the cinematics for game are next level So they've been ahead of their time them and Blizzard like with old school World of Warcraft they had the best like cinematics I remember being like 14 13 freaking out on like 1080p not even 1080 but it was just so ahead of its time it's crazy i was yeah. just looking at like okay i shouldn't i shouldn't play this because it's gonna like way too long and there's like no not enough audio uh but i was looking at the the cinematic release trailer of it too as you guys were saying that That's and you're one. just like you're dead on it's so it's so badass uh yeah check this out yeah, this one. Yeah, this is the one I saw. You saw this one already? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. kind of skim through it, but yeah, this this just looks gorgeous. Um, and it, again, they're winning in terms of storytelling, tonality. This is a commercial. Like this is a commercial for the game. Oh no, man! It's the holy battle. Plug us in. And that that was cool too. You see, when they're talking about like uh, flame yeah, sure. or or where beast oh, or whatever, it's like, yeah, like the different classes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This looks fun to me. They were really hyped. They said there was some cool stuff, um, even just again in terms of story. Where like apparently in the beginning, when you're trying to enter like the first city, they ask you to confess a sin, and they give you a choice to like uh, like between the types of sin that you confess. So it's not like you have to literally write in one of your own real life sins, but it does start to build your character, you know, in terms of, of personality, right? Have you really thinking about who they are that you're embodying, which I think is really fun. And, um, well, people are really hyped. It was, it's a much hyped game, but it seems to be delivering, which is, you know, rare these days for a beta. Did you, what was the release on the game? Did you happen to have that? I'm sorry. I didn't. Is it in June, Chad? Why, why does my why, why feel like it's in June? Uh, sorry, I could have looked it up. June sixth. June sixth. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why I knew that. I guess because I did research. Fair enough. That's, that's uh, Nick Lucas's birthday and Zane actually. Shout out to the homies. Hello. This nigga's Rain Man over here. What is this? You got Nick <laughs> Lucas's birthday in your head. <laughs> Well, no, because I remember, I only remember because uh, him, because it's 6-6, uh, what's, what's it called? It, uh, him and Zane, both their birthdays are 6-6, and that was graduation day of uh, high school. So I, remember, I always remember I that their birthdays were full Rain Man just right now. It's all 6-6 and also bested. What was the score of the Cavs-Lakers game on June 6th of 1986? 114-91. to See? This man's a beast. He's out here. Fucking momento, dog. If I fucking start oh. losing it, I'm going to... Doctor Strange as <laughs> Ooh, is Doctor Strange the best superhero? He might be. <clears throat> um, moving in to a little bit of culture news. This one was interesting, uh, especially in light of the. This has been tough for me because you know 
was like a 25% of my wardrobe is maybe face clan, maybe 20%. So like, I don't care about the stock price, but like the cultural stock price of face clan really affects the way I get dressed during the day. Uh, you know, I've moved on. It's time to get some new clothes. We had a run, all right, from 2018 to 2020 of the phase gear. Um, so again, some from Dick Serto. Phase Clan breaks silence amid backlash from OGs. 2023 has been rough for Phase Clan. Between sweeping layoffs, dropping dozens of employees from the company, or an embarrassingly low value on the stock market, the iconic gaming brand has been through a difficult stretch. Now, adding to the pressure, a number of FaZe vets have spoken out against the team publicly. Uh, Rain has been going off on FaZe for a while, but it feels like Tico's recent videos linking up with him may have turned the tide because the org has finally broken their silence in a tweet on March 21st promising to have the OGs sit down and do everything in their power to work this out and not let you down. That tweet has 4.9 million views, so it made some waves. Uh, specifics weren't provided in that message, but we did see some follow-up in the form of a Banks Twitter post that featured an image of him, Apex, and Temper back together with Rain on March 26th, so just five days later, that read, up to something. Uh, did you guys see or hear about this news? I, I think we chatted maybe about Tico's video last week. You saw that? Mm -hmm. And then he linked up with Rain, and they had, like, the wild phase bash hour. Yeah. It's, and, like, it's been, like... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, they have like 5 million followers. Like, they, they have a voice. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I hope it works out for them. I mean, we're obviously fans of them over here. And we've been... How can I say it? I feel like we have been following, you know what I mean? Kind of like their rise and then a bit of a downfall. Uh, or, yeah, I guess, a, this, this bit of a hurdle to a certain degree. I guess it could be a downfall. But, I don't know. It, it just matters how you react to it and how they adapt i mean if if the heads get together i mean that's that's really what <laughs> that's really what's ruining the brand you know what i mean like the the hate was only so much but up until the actual like original members started talking shit then that's when it really really starts catching wind so i feel like new like again i'm not mad at them and i, I like the guys but i feel like new squad has been phase clan for the last year and a half like i haven't seen banks i haven't seen a dad yeah. i don't see any of the guys out like I, I'm not mad at them. They're just rich. I know tempers like boxing. Like they're just rich. Again, I told you, you know, at at the at CDL finals, you know, they can't. Oh man, I don't, I'm not even talking shit because again, I have hope that they get back. They did come in late. You know what I mean? They come in and it's like a bigger event than what's going on. It would be kind of dope for them to like not be bigger than video games. You know what I mean? Get back to gaming. Right, like they it, they do. It, it's giving bigger than gaming for for the the big guys, but you know they. They sort of are like that's kind of a testament, but they're I don't know they're like internet famous. It's interesting. I saw um, underneath that that post from Banks, Aiden Ross tweeted, and, and he was like, "This is what we need." Missing Alex, so that's why I laughed at. He said, "Adapt." So phase adapt wasn't in the picture, but uh, he said, "Besides that, we need you boys to rekindle and figure this out." I grew up literally every day watching the New York videos. Y'all inspirational as fuck, and without phase gaming, wouldn't be where it's at. Love y'all. I don't think streaming would be where it's at. And it's just, you know what I mean? The same way. So I think mm -hmm. someone like Aiden Ross, who's huge now, right? Who really still looks at them as the, as the OGs. Like there's, there's so much hope and people really want them to get back to just being creators, right? Like, can you guys just get back to what it used to be? That's the only way phase is going to work. And we just, I feel like we rarely see the guys anymore. Right. 
Yeah, you made a good point about the new squad taking over because I had been seeing, I believe, Swag's like last handful of videos were all talking about like, am I leaving FaZe Clan? Am I, you know what I mean? Like, are 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 we gonna leave and all this stuff? Like, hold on, let me. They were just a, they were like at the Rockets game or some shit. I feel like every every you know they're like the junior guys now, but I feel like at every public event they send them and Rug. That that's literally what it was. Yeah, Phase Rug and Phase Swag respond two days ago. He just dropped a video with Rug. Uh, I guess it's always it. yeah. It's uh, it's Swag, J Smooth, and Rug like everywhere, and it's like all right, well, and and Brawny like it, it, like the celebrity you know destroying and celebs. Um, and interesting, I almost forget sometimes that Nick Marks is in phase. Right. He's like yeah, his own, too. he's such his own thing. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting because still as like as down as they are, like they're still phase clear. Like they're still huge. So I don't know, man. I still love them. I have hope. I know they've been through some weird shit. I also, I saw that was funny. Um, I know I know them maybe better than you are more into it. But do you guys, you guys remember Jarvis and Kay, his older brother? I saw Kay posted on, they, they got in trouble. Jarvis got, he's the kid that got the lifetime ban on Fortnite. I don't know if you remember that, Anton, way back on the pod, like first, second episode. Um, or maybe that, that even before that, honestly. Yeah. It might have been even before that. But he was like, you know, a, a phase star, maybe not a superstar. His older brother was a superstar. He was one of the, on the in, inner circle of phase clan and uh, an, like a big time Fortnite pro. This is before uh, Fortnite World Cup. And then he got a ban for cheating, but he was like cheating on stream, like to be funny. He wasn't trying to be competitive. It was like supposed to be a content video. So like there was no like hiding it or anything. There's video of him like watch me, you know, uh, hacking mm -hmm. in Fortnite. And they just did the thing where they made an example of him. Like rather than, you know, it, first time it happened, they were like, yeah, we need to make sure that it's, it's clear that this isn't okay. So they uh, Epic saw the video and banned him lifetime from competitive Fortnite. First time, first time offense. We're done. You're out forever. No appeals. Uh, okay, yeah. That, that, it was not. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. It was not. Yeah, that, that's not familiar, but that's definitely uh, a bit harsh. Right, and then uh, his older brother got caught up in their crypto scam thing. He's one of the guys that got kicked out of Phase Clan when they had, you know, all those celebrities got caught for pumping crypto, and they had like a bait and switch <laughs> thing. Yeah, that was like him and some of the other guys. So it's just been like hit after hit after hit uh, for FaZe. And then, you know, Banks and the other guys have been counting their money and hanging out. So hopefully they'll get involved. Sounds like they're putting uh, some time back in, though. Yeah, I mean, they need it. Hopefully they can, uh, you know, kind of rebrand and change the image and, I mean, get back to the important stuff, you know. I mean, it's understandable, though. I mean, how could you not, bro? I mean, they're a multi Millions are a bunch of gamers that are millionaires driving sports cars, flying everywhere. Twenty five being treated yeah, like, like celebrities. I mean, it's, it's it's I mean, how could you not get lost in the sauce a bit? You know what I mean? So I mean, it's just it's just time to back it's got a, a little big bit. Company to run. Let's just see y'all getting it back on back on the dial. You know, that's wild. They're public. They're like a publicly traded company. Well, maybe not for much longer, but. Just say, like, you're having fun. Don't get lost in the sauce when you have employee. Like, you have... I guess I rely on you. All right, I don't know. We'll see, though. Shout out to the gang. Don't don't make us... Don't don't make us, you know, have to... All of a sudden start highlighting Boston Breach. Or, like, Optic or something. You know what I mean? I mean, we can. But there's some good boys over there. You know, come on. Keep the... Let's... 
didn't these you guys lay wake off up? like all their staff? Oh yeah, them too, huh? That's right. It's a dark time. It's a dark time in gaming. I'll be alright. <laughs> Niggas get shot every day, B. Niggas get shot every day, B. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you be alright. You tough, how right? You get fired. How you get fired on your day off? Did you work from home? Oh man, that's good. All right, you want me to uh, move into these games here? I sure do. All right, let's get it popping here. So uh, let's start off with the Star Wars. So uh, respawn. Oops, sorry. What is this? Escapist magazine. Uh, respawn. Star Wars first-person shooter is single-player and inspired by Dark Forces games. This uh, said the single-player Star Wars first-person shooter in development at Respawn Entertainment will be inspired by S- FPS games like Star Wars Dark Forces. And Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, according to a recent LinkedIn job post. The post, which seeks to recruit a lead technical artist for the project, also provides more hints about the AAA story-driven title, including that it will be, I'm sorry, that it will utilize Unreal Engine 5. Respawn had played coy about sharing more information about its Star Wars FPS, but they've already made their mark on the Star Wars universe with 2019's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and next month's sequel, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Publisher EA says that Respawn has even more in store for Star Wars fans, too, including a entitled strategy project. So, what does that mean for you guys? What do you guys think about that? I know that uh, we've been talking about uh, these last few games and that this one got delayed, but what do you think? I thought this was really interesting. I'm going to toss up a little bit of uh, Dark Forces gameplay, see if you guys remember this game. A little bit of throwback. This game was the shit. It's very, it's very Doom, right? It's, it's absolutely given Doom. This was so much fun. Um, I thought this was interesting because, you know, it's, it's Respawn, right? Which it's no secret with you guys or on this pod that Apex is still my favorite game. I'm a huge Respawn fan. Like I just, I believe in them. That said though, I thought Jedi Knight or the, what's the, what's the one Jedi Fallen Order? I thought that shit was so bad. Yeah. I, we talked about that on the pod. I thought it was so bad. I took a look at. Uh, Shed, now that we got our new our support from our friends at Metacritic, I went to go look at the Metacritic ratings um, of Jedi Fallen Order just to compare it. I thought it might be fair, right, to compare it to Titanfall. Uh, so I went to go look there, and it, it, it Jedi Fallen Order got a 79. Titanfall got an 89. So, uh, you know, there's, there's the hope. And, and so my thought is that maybe, you know, it's the same team. Maybe they get that extra 10 points by adding in some of those dynamics. What's most fun, Titanfall, Titanfall Universe is really cool, but Titanfall and Apex, it's the movement, right? It's their game dynamics. And that's where I felt like some of those Star Wars games are really lacking for me. So either way, I think like if they can really get, if they can land some of their dynamics and movement in, with the force, right? Like if they can integrate it with the force and the existing storylines, like maybe you don't need to, to dominate in terms of story, uh, which is maybe where sometimes Apex can fall off or even Titanfall. They had such a universe to go to get into, but even some of the levels got repetitive, right? I think there's an opportunity for them to maybe make the best of both worlds. So what it, what it looked like to me was like a long-term investment from Lucas or Disney or Star Wars or whoever it is uh, into a partnership with Respawn. Like, look, we're going to give you guys several games. We're going to give you the business. Like, we'll let you guys take the franchise. But you need to hit a triple A home run. Yeah. I was just thinking too, like what what was the last good 
I know that we talked about Battlefront a little bit. I think the Lego one we kind of highlighted, and I know that got good reviews. The Skywalker, the Skywalker, Skywalker Saga, uh, Lego one that came out. I think like two years. Those ago. don't count though. That's not fair. But, yeah, right. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's due. I think there there needs to be a good overhaul. Like a good. I mean, the um, Squadrons one was okay. You know, there, there needs to niche, be a good. Yeah. Um, like a good Star Wars game. That, that that seems fun. A good first person, like multiplayer or something like that. That'd be a good a good change up. Like a definitive, right? Like really give us one. Also cool that it's supposed to be on Unreal, right? I mean, I yeah. guess maybe we're getting too early, but we were talking about interoperability. Can I bring my Goku skins into Star Wars whatever this game is called? Maybe that's too maybe that's too far. Maybe I don't need all that. Question for you guys. So is this is this game to like not the same game as the one that Ubisoft is creating, right? They're gonna have two separate Star Wars games. We're gonna have a first person Star Wars game, and I guess we're gonna have an open world Star Wars game that's kind of no man's sky. Do you think right. like I'm assuming these things are gonna be released roughly around the same time? Do you think that's like oversaturation of too many Star Wars games, or do you think it's fine and there's not enough? I think they're fine. Uh, you know. I think both, but then when I think about it in comparison, I look at all of the Suicide Suicide Squad games and all that that have been coming out, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know, it's for somebody, you know. There's, <laughs> like, if, if anything, Star Wars, I think, has the lore in the background to come out with multiple games like that, and, you know, like the universe background, but I don't know, it could be. It depends on if the games are very similar, or if the uh, continuity between, like, you know what I mean? What This guy... Or, you know, if they if they cross together, we'll have to see. Just, I, I mean, I agree with you. When was the last time there was a good game? And then all of a sudden, there's three coming out. And the last one that we got was kind of me. But uh, hopefully with any developer. That's what I had to look when you were talking about compared to um, Titanfall. I was like, you should have compared that shit to Anthem. But that, that wasn't Respawn. That, it was EA, but it wasn't Respawn. It was uh, Bioware. Right. Like, that's Anthem what I'm thinking. Like Terrible. Yeah, that was bad news. But like a Titanfall, <laughs> like Titanfall in this, like that's that's a way too easy comparison. But like Titanfall in the Star Wars universe, like that that weird. I mean, obviously it's an old game we were looking at that Dark Forces pre- preview, but it's not that dissimilar from what you were doing in Titanfall, right? Like you're kind of running through levels, running up on stormtroopers and shit. Yeah, fair enough. Sure. Give me the movement. Give me the force. Make that shit work, and I'll. I'll That's be what I was just ready. gonna say, bro. I need a game, but like with the mechanics, like that game control. Did you ever see that game? With the the chick that was like a test subject, and she could like move shit, and like fit. Now nah, that was tough. I need some. I need some gameplay and some physics like that, where I could like throw someone, the whole wall fucking explodes and shit, and like debris and like. That's so we need a that. What we need is a rated M Star Wars game. That's what we need. Don't. Don't get. I know we're not going to get it. He's baiting Disney me, Chad. Shit. He's he's baiting me. He's doing that thing. I get it. I get it. You're saying I get it. There was a Star Wars game, like with some Call of Duty. Honestly, honestly, to, to be completely serious, hundred percent serious. I'm a very serious guy. Very serious guy. We need two people involved on this. First person, we need John Leguizamo. We need him. We need him in the new Star Wars game, and we need Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal and dude, can you get a Mandalorian game that's first person shooter? That would be sick. PG thirteen ass Mandalorian game. I got so nerdy for a second. I was like, "Were you gonna say Dave Filoni?" But nope. Never mind. No, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> you like, don't know Dave he, Filoni? Sounds like a sandwich I can get in Brooklyn or something, or the Bronx at a bodega. Let me get a Dave Filoni. Filoni. Like, he's been like taking over all of the Star Wars. Extra broccoli, like, Rob. Canon. 
since they got bought by Disney. Hmm. <clears throat> but anyways, I'll move on. Have you seen that random kid showing up in all those pictures on the internet? The one from the future? The Bill Clinton kid? Nah, nah, nah. I digress. You go ahead. I'll get back to it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) keeping on Unreal Engine, though, and kind of following this arc train that we've been talking about these last few weeks, I did, uh, I don't think, I'm sure you guys didn't see it, but these last few days, Wildcard, the studio that makes Ark, uh, came out with a big update or announcement for him. Uh, I kind of pulled bits and pieces from different YouTube videos, but some of the sources from this website, jimatsu.com. Uh, so shout outs to them. Um, and then you can go ahead and read more from there if you want to. But long story short, for Ark's eighth anniversary in June, uh, they are going to be dropping one more dino, a Rhinogatha, which I guess was like a community fan voted. They put out a bunch of dinos for the community and said, you guys vote. So this is the first time they've ever done that, as far as I'm aware. So that's pretty cool. But that also piggybacks on their last update ever. So uh, in June, they're going to be dropping the last dino and I guess the last like uh, update for Ark Survival Evolved, the original game that came from PS4 to 5. And then moving into August, Basically, they're going to be shutting down the servers, and that's it. Um, An official statement from Wildcard said, With the launch of ARC uh, Survival Ascended at the end of August, we will sunset all official servers on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC for ARC. At that time, the final save data from the ARC Survival Evolved official servers will be uploaded for players to re-host on their own official servers to play, and single-player, non-dedicated, as well as slightly earlier snapshots. Uh, Long story short, for those of you that don't know, there are Official servers for ARC where they wildcard produces them for you, but then they also give you the capability to create your own like uh, like online single-player servers, which actually have like, you know, pause and menus and so forth. But official ARC moves in real time. That never pauses. So long story short, um, June, final update, last quality of life. August, they're going to be moving to completely shutting down the official servers for ARC Survival Evolved. And like I mentioned, they're going to be releasing a next-gen Unreal 5 version, which is going to be Arc Survival Ascended. Revival, wow. So, <laughs> Survival Ascended. Um, and then also from Studio Wildcard, I'll just read that I said, uh, Studio Wildcard has announced Arc Survival Ascended, an Unreal Engine 5 based remaster of Arc Survival Evolved for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC will launch, like I said, in August. I think it was 26th. I had the date. so Or 23rd, I'm sorry. So that's pretty exciting, man. I'm stoked for this. A couple of the highlights with this Unreal Engine 5 uh, update with the new arc. Um, it will have Nanite, Lumen, and RTXDI, dynamic water, interactive foliage. Uh, they're finally adding cross-platform cross platform multiplayer and cross-platform modding. So uh, I know you guys don't really play the game and so forth, but for, I mean, this is like huge, huge, huge. And this, I was gonna say, this feels like the biggest update. Like this is a, it. Yeah. So, um, well, because Arc Two, uh, which I was gonna, I was gonna read more later, but just kind of summarize, uh, that game got delayed. It was supposed to come out this year, but they, there's a huge paragraph on it where they basically said, yeah. So to save ourselves and the hate that we want to get, and you know, to release you guys anything bad, we're gonna go ahead and push this until the end of 2024. And Arc 2 is supposed to be a completely different uh, game from the original. Arc 1 is very open world. Like, when I talk about Metaverse and there being, like, open world, this is, like, the first example that I can think of. So right. the fact that they're moving away from that to a more um, 
like guided uh, story, I guess, because the second like one Horizon? is going to be. Yeah, exactly. Like it's going to be open, but more like, again, kind of like driven on on a quest, and then the combat system is going to change so, to more of a like a Souls like uh, combat system than like the. Would open that be world. more like a game, like like a game within their universe, sort of? Like they've uh, kind of created this, like you know, this map, right? This universe where these uh, with all these components and physics and all these things. And so they've created that and it runs on its own and that's what Arc is. And then Arc mm-hmm. 2 is maybe like uh like a story told on that platform. Is that what it's supposed to be? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Cuz and- I was going to say it looks like they're going to keep this survival ascended going. Obviously it's new, so that'll be open. So there'll yeah, be two so- ways to play. So what they're going to do, because since Arc 2 is going to be so different from the original Arc, they didn't want to grow a player base expecting the game to be one way and then they get Arc 2 and be like, "What the fuck?" You right, know, like it's a so that's what Survival Ascended is basically going to be. Um, Arc Survival Evolved was, again, I've been saying, I played that game as a beta for three or four years before it officially released. And so, but there's so much toxicity and hacking in the online community there to where the official servers, I mean, as much as annoying as this is, I'm extremely happy for it. Uh, it gives online, I think, a completely just fresh, because there's people already in end games where you can't even play online without doing anything. So, That'd be good to have all of the original content uh, pass over to an Unreal 5 engine and see what that's going to be like is going to be completely revolutionary. And so that's what they wanted to kind of keep it as like a three step. So here's the original that you know and love. If you want to play on it, you can go to like Nitro and these like third party websites. You can own your own cluster servers, play on those if you want. That's fine. You know, and again, for PS4 original, so forth. Next gen is going to have this version, um, which I had some extra. Oops finish up here um with the arc survival ascended since there are like there's the original island (coughs) sorry excuse me the original island uh map the island uh there are expansions for it which are going to cost so you are going to have to rebuy a lot of the expansions for it which was uh, scorched earth uh aberration extinction and the uh genesis uh maps as well which are both going to be twenty dollars each oh so you have to rebuy all the expansions even if you bought them in the old game Right, so that's why a lot of people are eh, complaining. That's fair. I mean, whatever. Uh, like, I'm giving you the game. Come on. Uh, you know, I, I was going to get to that. Let me, because <laughs> I completely agree with you there. And so this was uh, the last bit of it, basically saying Xbox Series X S and PC players will only be able to get it via an ultimate value bundle known as the Arc Respawn Bundle. This bundle includes ownership ownership of both Arc Survival Ascended and Arc Two, and would be priced at forty nine ninety nine. This bundle will be available to purchase from the end of August for up to one year, after which Arc Survival Ascended and Arc 2 will be sold separately. Uh, additionally, the bundle will provide players access to an exclusive one-month closed beta to Arc 2 in 2024 before the rest of the general public. So, long story short, you, ha- you can rebuy it when it comes out in August, and then it'll give you access to both with that, or you can buy them both separately, which I believe Arc 2 will be $50 on its own if you don't buy it in that bundle at the time. So, yeah, so you'll have to rebuy the game for the next gen version and rebuy all of the expansions if you want them. But with it, you get a whole new game and re new skins and everything else. So, like you were saying, yeah, you have to rebuy the game. But for somebody like me and the amount of hours I've put in, right, thousands of hours into this game. So, for me, I don't, I truthfully don't mind rebuying the game. Multiple YouTubers and streamers and content creators that play this game that I watch were like, oh, they're just trying to dig our pockets into it. I'm like, bro, it, honestly, I've spent, 
I don't, I'm not proud to say at least an extra hundred dollars per 2k I've bought on just VC. Not, and, and let's combine that between Apex on, on packs I've bought since Apex has come out. That's a free game. I've dropped off hundreds of dollars on buying packs and, and uh, events. Same with Call of Duty, buying, uh, you know, Call of Duty coins for skins and tracer pack. I've spent easily a thousand dollars between those three games on their own buying just extensions. You know what I mean? So for me, and, and I've only bought Ark one time. Actually, I didn't even buy Ark. I had it since I had it in the beta. They just grandfathered me over, and so I had the game. So I've actually truly never paid anything for this game, and I've been playing it for eight years. So to me, I, I have no problem <laughs> paying Please. another ninety dollars to to rebuy everything that I've already had on a next gen with completely new features, and then promise me for new content and new updates and features for years to come and the next game. So it's a new game. Like there, it's a new game. It's different shit. Oh. I don't know. Like it's upgrade. This uh, everything I'm getting from this is like good guy studio wild card. Like it's like you said, they do cool shit. Like hey, you had the the beta. We're gonna give it to you. They sound great. Everything they've done is great. And like if people are upset about this, then you suck. Yeah, I don't like for expansion. But like, yes, nigga, buy the game. Buy the game once every eight years. But like that's what we're saying. <laughs> I want that from COD, right? Like from from Call of Duty is like, oh, I have to arbitrarily give you $70 just for like a, this upgrade is so substantial. Fine. And then every time there's a new map or if I wanted like 20, sure, man, if you give it, give me something that's worth it and I'll pay the money. Uh, but yeah, this, this sounds like they're the shit. Yeah. I, I mean, mean some from, serious upgrades from, I mean, just a quick t- timeline of this. It was a PC game converted to console since it was free and PC, you know, I had a bunch of bugs. They're like, here, just play it for free so we can get a better understanding of it and get, you know, get a better player base. Hey, you guys have been playing this for years. We don't want to take it from you. Take it for free. Years later, hey, you know what? We want to drop this, but hey, you know, we're having running into some issues. So now we're going to actually charge you guys to play this on the next gen version. But then in a year from now, you get the next game for free. But also, if know. you want to just keep playing this version of the game on your own, you can. That's fine. That's the part <laughs> right. I think is really important. Is like if you just love this game and you want to play, and you if you don't have the money or you're unwilling to, you know, whether it's a you don't have it or you're you know like fundamentally opposed, right? Like it's it mm-hmm. theoretically you're like I, I disagree with that. I'm not giving you money. Fine, you can keep playing the game. That's fine. Knock yourself out. They still allow you to play the game. Like these guys are great. Yeah. Shouts to so. uh, Studio Wildcard. Yeah, so I thought that was cool from them uh, for the game. I'm excited for the game. I guess to, to wrap up the arc talk, the they have an anime that's in post production now. So, huh? Arc talk? Yeah, boy. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Confirm. I think it was Amazon. Got 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 the rights to that. Need to double check. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. So there's going to be an anime that's going to be coming out this year. Uh, on top of the new game, and then R2 comes out next year. So we should be getting a whole bunch more. Bro, I, I love dinosaurs. I grew up with Jurassic Park. So, Question. Did you ever you play a game called Turok? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like, it, it gives me Turok vibes, like Turok 1, no, Turok 2, Turok 3. Yeah. Get him out of here. You ever played Turok? You're going back to the original Unreal days. Unreal Tournament. The original art. Isn't that crazy how we got here from Unreal Tournament? That game was amazing. Yeah, facts. That right. game was amazing. Now we just got Unreal 5, and everybody does Unreal Tournament. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, me. they killed it. I'm hyped on that. Still not going to play it, but I think they're doing a good thing for those for those gamers, man. 
for for y'all out there that want to play with your dinosaurs. That's what I was gonna say. Dinosaur train? Nah, you're not there yet. You'll get there. Wait till wait till your little one is like, I don't know, nah, eighteen not months. We think it's gonna be singing dinosaur train. That's all we got for y'all this week. Uh, Shouts, follow us, check out the social media. We're on YouTube. If you like us, uh, you know, share it. Tell somebody about it. Keep playing those games. We appreciate you and your time. That's all we got. Love y'all. Till next time. Peace.